Hello, Mark. How have you been? I've been great. Thank you. So I think people would be really interested in you, you know, with your own Bannon way that is so innovative and everything else you've done. So can you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, you know, I started my career in film business, you know, I'm working my way up from uh, PA, like a production assistant through the art department and getting into doing props and art directing, production design, as well as then I started acting about about three or four years after I started getting the business. And that led me to having, you know, getting the opportunity to work with a lot of people um, that were some of my, you know, some people I've always wanted to work with, like George Clooney or Brad awesome. Pitt. And, and, um, and so, and so when that process, you know, it was also like, I wanted to write and direct. I wanted to do other things and just, just be an actor, just where I showed up that. for the day. Exactly. Not just to yeah. show up for that the 12 hours and do that, but to, you know, have some creative input. And mm -hmm. so that led me into writing some scripts and trying to get some projects created. And, and that, and that led me to selling a, a show called the band away to crackle and Sony. And, and from there, it's just, you know, I, I really focused more on directing that thing I started in and wrote and produced, but this was, you know, um, something that I had thought, well, let me just try it and see if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then that sort of led me into other stuff from there. What's interesting is you mentioned, like you did several things that you wrote. Um, do you have like a snippet of maybe your first thing you ever wrote, like what it was about maybe? Cause I think people would find that really fun that like, you know, everybody starts somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, one of the short films that I wrote and directed was about a, um, a guy who is calling his best friend asking if he's seen his wife. Ooh, okay. And, a little serious. Uh, says that she hasn't come home. And Ooh. when he hangs up the phone, uh, the best friend turns to the woman in bed with him and said, it was your husband. And oh, so it was about this infidelity, about the trust and broken trust and betrayal between these two friends. And obviously, you know, husband and wife, and um, and so at the end of the the short, the the husband calls back the friend after uh, it was a, he's like a, a work friend, somebody mm -hmm. from work, and uh, and so he called back and says, you know, hey, uh, never mind, she just got home, uh, don't even sweat it, uh, you know, she's just what, you know she's you know, oh my god. <laughs> So he basically he basically lied to his friend while his wife is still in bed with him with the guy because he just he felt so embarrassed that he had shared this, you know, and so so he hangs up the phone, basically not knowing whether or not she's there or not, but just basically saying, yeah, she got home. Don't worry about it. And uh, and so the best friend and the wife are still in bed together and they have this conversation about, um, you know, maybe you should go. So it's a, it's a sad I mean, piece, uh, you know, but, but oh my I, goodness. You know, does it have a good ending is, or like, no, no I need to no, know now. No, it is, no, it's a horrible ending. It's an ending of just, you know, betrayal, but you know, it was one of those things like I grew up, you know, um, you know, I'm a, a product of a divorce and, you know, and so there was a lot of, there was some, some infidelity and there was, you know, just the ugliness of divorce and, you know, and sort of stuff that happened, you know, between, you know, friends and things like that. So I, so that was something that was very personal to me. And I, and I just sort of embraced that sort of thing. And so that's been something that's sort of been throughout 
you know, my, cool. the work that I've done is, you know, trying to bring my, sorry, bring, bring my own personal, you know, I mean, side. To I'm it. sorry that happened. It's awful. Yeah. However, the storyline is quite good. The reason yes, why I said you. it doesn't have a good ending or not is because like some of those sort of stories, like, you know, people end up like really in love with each other. And even though it sucks, it is like an alternate sort of ending. But I mean, I do appreciate you sharing a little bit of that. I think yeah. people out there might be able to relate. So what about for um, writing something? Do you have any tips for people out there who maybe um, look up to you? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I oh, OK, me. <laughs> me? Of course, there's a couple of people. Course. No, I yes. think, you know, I think, um, as I mentioned, you know, they a lot of times they say they they those 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 people in Hollywood, they say write what you know. And, and I think there's some truth to that. And that's, so I think for myself when I, and I just mentioned this is try to yeah. infuse my writing with my own personal experiences and, and just seeing stuff through my, how I see through my eyes. And so when I say that, I also mean, you know, my experience is different than your experience yeah, and your experience is different than the next person. And I think what I think when we see movies and TV that, really move us, even if it's somebody who's nothing like us, Yeah, you know, whether their skin color or their background or, mm -hmm. you know, sort of their belief system when it's, when it's invested in like real storytelling, something that's really costing them something as a filmmaker or as, as a writer, then, then I'm leaning in and I'm learning something. And I mm. think that's what, so as, as somebody, you know, who coaches writers and, helps people. I just, I just finished um, an eight week session with uh, one of my coaching clients and she finished a half hour pilot oh, and wow. it was awesome. very, very, you know, when she first started, she had this idea and the more that we talked about it, I was like, I really want to get to like, why do you want to write this though? Why do you want to write this thing called, I can't tell you what it's called. And so as she, as she, you know, as she, as she started to you know, answer these questions that I was asking her became more and more personal. So then as she's writing the script, she would say, well, this happened with my mom and this happened with my dad and this happened with my ex and this happened with this. And this actually, this thing actually happened. So originally she wasn't planning on doing as much of that. She thought, well, I had this idea when I was a 10 year old that there's this woman and she's this living this life in London. And and I said, that's great. And I said, that's that was important. bringing with all this stuff that yeah. you want to be putting in there too. And so it became this very personal, um, very funny because it was very personal, very funny story. And um, so I'm really excited for it. So it was really oh, pushing sounds, for her to, to bring that stuff in. That sounds really awesome. I mean, I think write what you feel is also very important because yeah. she wrote what she felt after you dug yeah. in there and like, you know, why are you really doing this project? Why should somebody go out and watch this project? You yeah. want somebody to feel something, learn something, something. So I think a lot of people will find that very insightful. So speaking of projects upcoming, um, is there anything that we can potentially like that we could just like pluck from you, see like a little yeah. bit what you have coming up? Yeah, I'm in, well, I'm actually in, uh, pre-production right now on a feature film that I'm directing. Uh, it's called Soulmates. Okay. And I can say that um, tiny I can't detail. get into too, a tiny detail. Tiny. Is, uh, it's about these two people that wake up handcuffed to each other. Oh, and okay. <laughs> they okay. find themselves trapped in a maze. And there's a matchmaker that's basically saying, hey, we're here to help you find your soulmate. 
And so through a series okay. of different rooms that are like a game show, dating show kind of thing, Ooh. they put these people through these, through these like competitions that are life-threatening and threatening the lives of the people that they love. <laughs> and then by the end, they, you know, they're supposed to, you know, find their, their, the two of them, you know, the goal would be for them to be soulmates. Okay. That and sounds a actually massive really cool. twist involved. Yes. It's a, it's a really Should I know script. the twist yet? Or maybe I should just no, wait. No, okay. no, no, I mean, it sounds the, really kind of cool at yeah. first when you're like, they're handcuffed. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, but as you explained it, it sounds really awesome. Yeah. Um, so, definitely. So Something that I am interested in is um, your Bannon way, because it's kind of like a web series thing, right? And like, mm -hmm. I have my own sort of web series thing that I'm doing. And I think um, kind of going a little bit more into that, um, I think I would appreciate if you would talk a little bit to the extent of filming it, um, producing it, you know, getting things out there. I think yeah. people would like that. That's like your breakout thing. I mean, it's an incredible feat in your own career. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so it started because I was frustrated with my acting career. It wasn't going where I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was in acting class and my teacher uh, was giving a critique to the woman next to me. And she said uh, she was frustrated with her career and her sister was working um, a working actress. And he said, you know, you've got to build your own door and walk through it. You've got to create your own career. And so I went home that night and I wrote on my wall, you know, today I stopped fighting and I made a list because I was fighting how I thought it should go, which means I go to a, get an audition. I go for the audition. I get a call back. Then I get the part and I do that. And since I wasn't getting auditions, then I couldn't get the part and yeah. be working. And kind so of fighting yourself in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had been making short films as a director and producing films as director. And I had, been on sets for you know already 10 15 years at the time it's like i know how to make a movie why am i why not make my own project that i can be starring in instead of mm -hmm. waiting for somebody to cast me and so i wrote down the name of you know, three directors that were also writers that wanted to work with me and i reached out to all of them cool. one of them had a script that uh, he and i had been talking about and so we went in to sort of maybe adjust it as a short film because it was something really big, totally different than he really wanted to do now and having me in it. And so I ended up, uh, you know, suggesting that we do this, you know, sort of a short film, maybe as a web series kind of thing. And yeah. we started basically creating every day for about five days a week for almost probably seven months, we got together as much as we, you know, if there, we had worked and stuff in between, but mm -hmm. we got together and we created this show and we created the characters. And as we were doing it, we didn't know what a web series really was. This was early on. Yeah. In that part is interesting. You know, it's like, what part. is it? Yeah. What is it? What does it look like? What are the lengths? Who's telling you mm -hmm. what to do? It's not like film or television. And so what we sort of did is we sort of went backwards and said, well, we know how we could write a feature and if we write a feature film but we cut it up into say 10 to 20 different chapters and we use a three-act structure we can make a we can we can do it where we've got basically you know four episodes as the first act six episodes as the second act and four episodes third act and then that allowed us to have basically yeah that time 14 episodes is what we were thinking about doing and and it gave us a structure. And so they were about five to 10 minutes an episode. 
and um, so we wrote this script we uh, pitched it around town we had a whole bunch of people that were like oh this sounds really cool but we weren't any names or anything and it was going to be very expensive as an action yeah. movie you know action web series and so they basically everybody that we met with really loved it but they said it's just gonna be really hard to you know sell it without you know some names attached so we were both depressed I mean throughout the time you know one of us one of us was up one of us was down and um but it, it came to this it was like over Thanksgiving and I said let's just make it let's make the first two episodes and see if we can see what happens inspiring you know, we can use that we have something so we made that we did we did two episodes where so it was about 10 minutes I think that we ended up with cut a trailer out of that and we used that as a sales tool so it was a sort of a pilot presentation and a sales tool and we got it out to all these people so all the people that passed now were interested because they could see it it Very wasn't cool. just an idea that reading a page and then seeing us talking about it there was something that they could they could literally watch and go, oh, I see that. I'm either interested or not interested. Yeah. And and so the one of the people that had passed said, um, you know, I really, I, this is great. Like, can I pitch it to a couple of places? And he did. And we ended up um, taking meetings, basically all the studios in town, we pitched it to everybody. And it was between Universal and, and Sony. And we ended up going with Sony and went with Crackle. And so, so we had done these two episodes and they wanted us to just, continue on with that but there was a sag strike at the time and there was all this like sort of drama so they said we're just gonna have to have you reshoot everything that you already had shot um which is fine about that you You were fine you know at well at first i was we were frustrated because we'd already shot it and we loved what it looked like Mm -hmm. but at the same time we also knew that we would have more money, you know, yeah, you just got a our new budget deal, was so, like, yeah. so it would be a new, it would, we had more money to do yeah. stuff. We had, we would have more access to things. And, and then we would have to be, we were going to have to recast. They told us for some other people because they wanted some bigger names. And so those are things that were just sort of had to go with the flow. And when I say go with the flow, we were not going at the flow. It was so like hard to go like, wait, why are you changing this? What, what we have to do this. And, um, but we got through it and we aren't making it. And so the, the movie itself and the web series, movie web series, we shot over, I think, 26 days and we shot it in L.A. We shot it almost oh. all in um, Lacey Street Studios in downtown L.A. And then we had a couple locations and we basically used this whole studio, each different sets. We created different different um, awesome. locations in there. And, um, you know, all the limitations, you sort of just go, okay, okay, we'll make it work. We'll make it work this way. We'll make it work this way. And, um, and so, yeah, so, you know, we made it and, and uh, released it. And, it, you know, at the time it like broke a lot of records and we won some streaming awards and it was just a really a great effort on everybody's part to really try something different and put ourselves out there. So yeah, it was a, it was a really, it was successful on many things. Well, I think the next question I have for you, um, you know, we all go through ups and downs and clearly you've gone through a lot of things that you have said, you know what, I'm going to look at you in the face and say, Nope, I could do this. You can't tell me I can't do this, which is incredible, but that comes from hardships we face. So what would you say is the biggest hardship you have overcome in your career that you think might inspire somebody out there? 
What? It's serious. Um, well, you know, people have no, said things like, you know, they've had depression or they didn't get a job and they were so upset. People have said like lots of things, but it's inspiring. If you have yeah. gone through these things, I feel like you have a moral obligation to share them because Absolutely. you must, you must yes. impact people every day of your life. So you must tell me now. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there's, there's so many, I mean, I think, you know, even for, for, for example, like with the Bannon way. So once I, once I finished, like in the in the between of of sort of the sale to Sony and then us making the nine months of us making it, mm-hmm. um, I hit a very dark bottom of uh, debting and under earning because I had this. I just had a, a, a this sort of poor relationship with money. I didn't understand how it worked. I didn't understand how to save, how to spend. Um, I'd overwork, you know, under earn, you know, and then when I had money, I just spend it. And so during that time, it was like the darkest time for me. And so while I finished the movie and I found myself in this, like on the outside, I had all the success. I was like at the height of my success as a career for my career as an actor, writer, and producer. And yet I was spiritually bankrupt. I was literally just completely feeling like, you know, a fraud felt like, you know, the imposter syndrome. I didn't know, you know, that people were going to find out that I felt insecure and that I didn't think this was good. And, and so that took me a full year after that. And what, what really helped me was uh, I started teaching some courses in like workshops on, because people would, I, everywhere I would go, people would ask me like, how'd you do that? Like, how'd you create a web series? Like, how did you create your own stuff? And I could tell them a couple of things, but it's like, in, in, there's so many details. There's like, well, there's this, there's the pre-production. You either can do it or you can't, thing, Mark. You know? you know, but yeah, definitely. But if you had some, t- like, just like me, you know, you find ways, you get information and stuff. And so I end up helping these people. And through being of service, it took me out of my sort of depression. It took me oh, out of that place good. of feeling like I wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just about me. I was able to see that I could help other people create their own projects. You channeled yourself. Exactly. Really properly. That's really good. How do you think about um, mental health in Hollywood? Like, how do you think it's um, evolved? Because I think the conversation about this has totally expanded as well. It should. I mean, some days you have bad days and that's okay too. I, th- I think that there's definitely, you know, the studios and networks have taken a, a bigger part in, you know, find, making sure that, that employees and crew people and even cast and stuff, you know, have access to, you know, um, sort of help for that way, you know, for mental health and for addiction and things like that. Um, I think that the, you know, sort of independent stu- studios and stuff, it's it's a little bit, it's not as much, but I think it starts at the top with those bigger people, the big ones that are having the responsibility to do that and they have the funds to do that. Um, but I think more and more, I mean, I think with recently IATSE, which is the big, you know, union for the crew, they were, they were really pushing for less hours mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, most movies go anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a day, always. And, you know, everybody else in the world, you know, in the US works eight hours. So that's like an extra four to six hours a day that we're working. 
And it's very challenging on your mental health. It's challenging on your family. I mean, even, you know, um, my wife and I were talking about it. It's like when I go into work mode, I'm like this. Yeah. Like I'm creative. I'm in this creative mode. And so when I'm in the creative mode, I'm not present. And so it affects her. It affects my son. So those are things that can really affect, you know, I think was just me. I'm just working, you know, I'm just working and it can't really affect other people. My obsession with the movie, my obsession with perfection, Mm -hmm. my, all that obsession, um, it does affect, it affects everybody around me. And so like an alcoholic may think that their drinking is only affecting themselves and they don't see how it's like affecting all the different people that they interact with, whether they're lying or whether they're hiding or whether they're not present or, you know, um, you know, have, you know, sort of this instability that they're creating. So those are the kind of things I think that, you know, I know that the people that I work with, we're very cognizant of that. And so, you know, we, we're when we're prepping or something we're like you know i want to get home to the kids i want to get home have dinner with my wife i want to you know get some you know some self-care done this weekend you know no i'm not going to work that extra hours over the weekend so so that's something that we try to do but it's it can be difficult because there is the 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 pressure that's put on a production because it's money it's all yes, of course. you know they want to get it done they want to turn it around they want to finish it and sell it and then make some money pay their rent and go on to the next thing. And so that's what everybody's trying to do. I think it's a hard medium because of course money makes everything work. It (laughs) keeps everything oiled and greased. Um, It's a hard thing because at what cost sometimes some like at the cost of mental health, I think it is, it's an important subject. It really is because you should have those hours where you can spend with your family and put all of your effort into whatever you're working on too. Cause I'm sure you'll equally do a great job. It's kind of like the online schooling thing happening. You know, the kids are doing just as good. Um, So I, I, I agree with you very much that there does need to be a higher emphasis on that. So if you weren't into films, what do you think you would have done with your life? Because this oh is obviously gosh. very yeah. encompassing of your career. Um, yeah. So, but like, would you be like a vet, uh, a baseball player? Like, what would you love? Well, you know, Fantasy growing, life. well, and what's funny is like growing up, you know, I was really into sports. And also my oh, dad was okay. a, is, is a retired policeman. And so that was being a policeman was always something that I always looked up to and something that I would want to do. And so my brother went on to be a policeman and he's a fireman now. And my mom was a, was a deputy sheriff. And uh, so I, it's in, been in my family. So that I, you know, I feel like, you know, you know, originally I thought that's maybe where I might end up, you know? Um, but at the same time as I had that, I also had this sort of creative side. I remember from very early age, you know, um, pretend like we were um, this neighbor, this is like, you know, now I have a son who's almost four. I can't even imagine having like him being seven, (laughs) having his own key to the house and me at work. Cause that's how it was. I was a kid with, you know, there was just nobody around, like they were all working. And, and so, um, but I would go to, you know, it was like, I'd get home from school. It's like, okay, you go and hang out with your friend, you know, and her mom was there. And, 
And so in the basement, we would do basically um, neighborhood newspapers and we would like talk about, you know, somebody's dog missing or, you know, some offense that broke down or, you know, different things about the neighborhood. And we color things in, we draw pictures and then we'd go and like, you know, hand them out and like deliver them to all the different people's, you know, yeah. That's a lot of passion though, actually, and a lot of thinking and a lot of care. So, I mean, even though you say like police officer, I I don't want to intrude, but I feel like that's maybe not completely you either. Like, no, no. I mean, it's, you know, it's funny because like, I, I think about it now and it's like, you know, the, the idea of, you know, being, you know, the, you know, somebody that's going to protect people, you know, as the, you know, be that, the, the policeman like that, that was sort of like what my dad did, you know, and it was always taking care of others um you know but now it's funny as I just saw you know the other day I saw a whole bunch of you know uh policemen on like motorcycles and they're like look badass you know (laughs) and I was just like you know there's like a power thing also that they have an authority their authority and they are the ones with you know you know protecting and you know, uh, determining who's breaking the law and there's some power in that, which it wasn't what I was thinking for myself when I wanted to do it. So mm-hmm. that's something that doesn't really turn me on in terms of like wanting that power, but instead, you know, my power comes from more of my creativity. So being some more creative scent, you know, whether it was a writer or, you know, artist or something. Um, I always wanted to be an architect when I was in like, you know, like okay. for three or four years, I wanted to be an architect. I was like doing lots of drafting and stuff like that. What did you draft? What, what would be like um, houses? Like... I'd like a, a huge, you know, okay. um, Frank Lloyd Wright house, um, oh, awesome. a couple of different buildings. Um, but then I started to s- sort of this kind of lean into drinking and partying with friends. Okay. And, you know, so it was like a tough time in my life. And so I sort of you're here now though you're here now that's what's important what's important is that you overcame all that you're here now and even though that happened you have accepted that and moved on I think a lot of problems is that uh people don't accept that portion of their life and they're never able to really uh move on from that so you have mentioned that twice already I I don't know if it's okay to talk about that but um do you do any advocacy for people who maybe um have had that patch in their life with drinking Absol- or yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, okay, so it's okay. My, to- yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'm very, I'm very public about it. And, you know, I've, um, I've spoke, you know, worldwide about it. I've been on several panels and um, groups wow, and also awesome. my wife and I have a, a podcast called secret life. And yes, <laughs> our whole point of, of that is to just help, you know, people um, share their secrets you know, break these sort of taboos on these things, you know, release the shame that we all carry about these things that we've done in the past and see that you're not alone and that other people have also gone through it and can get to the other side and have, you know, uh, a meaningful relationship or a successful career or whatever it is. And that, you know, um, so, and we, so we talk a lot about on the show about addictions and mental health and, um, you know, really wanting to, you know, create a space for people to share those stories and be able to identify and see that, you know, um, there's some solution out there. That's really important. I love that. Now for your son, uh, what career do you think he's leading towards? Because you could tell when somebody's creative already. Yeah. 
Um, he's very, he is very creative. He's, he loves to draw um, and he loves to be outside. So he's one, like, he, he, if you give him a choice, do you want to draw something right now? Or do you want to go outside and pick up sticks, leaves and worms? He'd be like, oh, mm, God, can I do both? Can I do, you know, I mean, so not sure what, I mean, you know, we've been, we've been, you know, everybody's always like, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? You know, <laughs> do you have a girlfriend? We're like, stop, stop. Let him do it. Like, just let him Wait, be. They have asked you that? He's him. They ask him, they go, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? You know, it's just like, oh you, my goodness. Like, no, I was going to the extent that we have like another like mini Gant who's going to be like a director. That's all. Well, it's maybe very, one it's, day. Who knows? It's Well, he's, he's, he'd be very bossy, like, like his mom. So probably directing is a probably good thing in his right, right in his hip hop. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on today. It was yeah. honestly amazing. And I think a lot of people will love hearing your insight on, um, you know, just getting through stuff, being the bigger person and everything that you have gone through. Um, I appreciate you being very vulnerable too. Of course. I think people well, thank will you love very that. Much. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Uh, you bet.